on 98FM and online. This is Phoenix FM. We've got here is failure to communicate. Welcome to another edition of Happiness to be found, even in the darkest of times. probably contains a new data encryption algorithm. You'll never get in there. Welcome to another edition of the Happiness Algorithm with me, James Roast. It's the show that talks all things mental health, emotional well-being, and what we can do to make us that little bit happier. Now on today's show, we're jumping across the pond and I'm joined by somebody whose life has been full of twists and turns. It all started in senior year of high school during a baseball game. An injury ended his playing career and put him on a new path. A childhood obsession became a new possible reality, forecasting the weather. As old plans shifted, life was just starting to get interesting. After studying atmospheric science and media, it was time to go live on TV. My guest was hired out of college to number one news station in the capital of Michigan. Ultimately, this didn't live up to what he expected. Between the media manipulation, promotion of fear, destruction and self-absorbed personalities, my guest had to make a difficult choice. He chose to leave the path he had wanted to follow for so long and head back to school. Here he graduated with a degree in clinical psychology and this study opened his eyes to a world that made more sense. His interest led him to continue research in the human potential, including mindfulness, the placebo effect, meditation, mind-body connection, NLP, neuroplasticity, and many other interesting subjects. He says that often we see that our potential is limited, but this is down to the stories we tell ourselves and the patterns we obtain. His mission is to improve the human experience by providing content and coaching that enhances our inner power and shapes reality into a vision that we choose. Hoping to hear how we can break these stories and write new ones, please give a very, very warm British welcome to Joseph from Humble You Media. Joseph, how are you? How you doing, James? Wow, what an intro. Between the music and then the introduction, you got me all excited about my my story, you know, the weather and everything I'd done. And I might hire you as a PR person. Uh, really, really enjoyed that that warm welcome. And it, it's a pleasure to be here on the podcast as I'm drinking my coffee. It's early in the morning here, the afternoon over there across the pond, but yeah, like it a pleasure. certainly is. Well, I mean, it's such a, you know, Joseph, you and I have spoken a few times now and, and we've... Uh, we've we've worked hard in in marrying up time zones and getting you on the show um and i am i am 
genuinely over the moon and excited to to have you on and you know i just have have, have had a sort of uh, dip my toe in in terms of of your story when we've had conversations and i know that uh, for the listeners here on the happiness algorithm it will be it will be a, a humdinger of a show a really really enjoyable show and so in the style that we are accustomed uh, to here on the happiness algorithm i would like to invite you to share a little bit about your journey and uh, and to tell the listeners about what you do who you are and where you've come from yeah so my journey has been like you said quite an interesting one a lot of twists and turns almost like a roller coaster ride so when i was young i was a highly energetic um, very, very, I had a good soul, a very nice child. You know, I helped others. I was friends with the disabled. I remember in elementary school over here, that's our earliest years of schooling. Um, and then I got into high school, you know, I got into baseball. I was playing baseball. I got into, uh, the high school scene, you know, women and, mm. and partying and, and all that. So I kind of lost that sense of, of, of that inner self, that inner spirit, and I started doing, you know, what I was told. I got my degree. Um, I, I, I was going to go out and, and pursue business and, and play baseball. But what happened was I broke my leg, like you said, in the intro. And it put me to my first point of, of reflection, you know, a, a point where I had to, to make a choice and really look within and, and find something um, that, that was inside of me. It was my first actual time to be able to really introspect what's going on in life. Um, and we'll get back to that point shortly. But in that, I went back to what my dream was as a child, which was the weather. You know, I used to watch the weatherman and weather woman on the TV every night. I loved watching the news. I would act like I was the weatherman as a child with my brother. He would he would act like he was the photographer and I was doing the weather. And then, <laughs> um, you know, through that, I also had dreams as a child of me um, giving the forecast. So uh, I, I pursued that dream and I didn't think I could do it. Um, but I was at such a low moment, not being able to play baseball because of the injury, um, that I decided why not just go explore. Um, it was my first test into the unknown and it was tough because I had to break social anxieties. Again, the newscast is a live event. So you have to be able to give the weather report for about three minutes live and there's no pauses. There's no whoopsies, whoopsies. I made a mistake. Let's do that <laughs> over. Um, so it, it was a lot of work, but I was able to do it. I got that, that first job at the, um, a CBS affiliate, which is one of our major broadcasting networks in the States. And, um, you know, I had a, I had a comfortable job. What happened was the behind the scenes, the superficial personalities, some of the other, newsroom. <laughs> we won't get into the details, but behind the scenes, it really just was not what I expected. You know, my inner heart, my inner soul has a, has a, has a good direction, a good aim for values. And, and I really love helping others. You know, I have that service type of heart. So I had to make that, that difficult decision on, on what I'm going to do. And, and what it was, was really looking back was, was me trying to, to even, find the meaning for my own life because I found that going into college and, and doing what I thought was right and what I was taught to do um, in America, you know, get the degree, get the professional job, 
you know, get the home and have the family. I, I wasn't happy with where I was. I, I was doing mm. what I was told and I just wasn't happy. So I made a change and it was a tough change to go back to school. I got the clinical psychology degree. And then through that, I did my own work on my own psyche and started noticing changes mentally. And then those mental changes started happening and manifesting physically. And then I said, oh, you know, this is really exciting. Why don't I get a coaching degree or a coaching certification? And then I'll be able to implement some of this material from my own psychology and experience, my psychology degree and all the work that, that was done in obtaining that degree, and then also implement holistic aspects such as yoga or, um, you know, wellness. So talking about diet and exercise and, and different ideas that if you're just stuck in psychology or therapy, you can't really introduce to the to a client. So, mm. um, you know, I got that, that coaching certification that led me now to where I'm at today, which is Humble You Media. I put everything online because of the coronavirus. And like I said, we're going to get back to that, uh, you know, that, that moment of, of reflection. And this was now the third moment of reflection, you know, the second being being on TV, going into the coaching world. The, the third moment was with the coronavirus. You know, I didn't mm. know as a coach what I should do with this. And I saw it as an opportunity to be able to put everything online, create content, uh, have a podcast and, and start to really explore a different avenue of life coaching or this personal growth aspect of, of this business. Um, and I'm just starting to uh, implement a live coaching type-esque event service um, tied to my business. So a lot going on over here, but that's currently where I stand. I mean that the, the you know that is incredible. Uh, what and and I urge anyone, and we'll we'll share the the uh, handle social media handles as well as the websites later in the show because mm. um, I, I do encourage everyone to get onto the humble you page because it is it is packed with content and I know that you are a very very busy guy and you're very progressive in 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 you know looking to maximize your reach and I think there's some really good. Uh, not not good that that's me diluting it too much there's excellent content on the page which as I say we will uh, we'll ex explore in a little bit more depth uh, later on but I think what fascinates me and what I'm really interested in is uh, is is how present you are through through those experiences obviously through the the injury the the tragic injury at baseball but 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 the shift you make in terms of pursuing another um, interest of yours or passion of yours in, in with regards to the weather uh, and just adjusting and being really quite adaptable at such a young, I mean, mm. we are more adaptable, I think when we're younger, but, but um, to, uh, I suppose the emotions, I wonder if you, you remember how it felt at that time to, to almost be knocked off course from the baseball career and then moving into or having to move into another way. Do you remember how you felt during that period? Yeah, there was that moment of, of, of that like victimhood mentality where it's why me, poor me, this isn't fair, mm. you know, start to question, um, you know, why this happens. Did I do something wrong? There's so many questions that occur. You could really get lost mentally in any moment of, of impact like that. 
But then also what can happen is it shakes you up and it gets you out of your patterns. You know, our brain likes those patterns and habits. It shakes things up and allows maybe a new sight to be seen. And that's kind of what happened was I was able to shake my brain up in the sense of I was I was growing, you know, into high school. Again, I, I brought up those parties, the the captain of the baseball team, you know, there was a lot going on that really wasn't feeding me as a as a you know, as a, as a person, it was really just feeding my ego. Um, and then what happened was I was just able to, to kind of break through that cycle, break through those patterns, break through the life I was living and then get to a point of kind of where I was as a child. And that's why I brought up that I had that spirit as a child is because, you know, when you think of children, they're just, they're really living in that, in that bliss, in that present moment. They're, they're exploring mm-hmm. and they're very creative children. And, you know, that moment brought me back to almost like how I was as a child, more vulnerable. And that brought up some of those memories and it guided me towards a, a dream and a passion that I had as a kid. And, and it's powerful to think about and, and look back on because, you know, the fear of the unknown is something that a lot of people struggle with. And if you're going to stick to just what's known in your life, um, not only are you going to be stuck in those patterns, those habits, or those ways, but they may be limiting you because some of those patterns, habits, ways, truths, beliefs, whatever you want to call them, they're based off of sometimes just not just not based off of, of, of good values or good truths, you mm-hmm. know? Um, mm. And and what that does is really distorts reality, and it brings you in a place of of confusion. And life's just very tough to 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 accept in a sense. So, yeah, those moments they're they're impactful, and it really helped me. I think just as a person, be able to not only see that we can change and we can adapt and we can grow, but then have that passion to show other people through my progress that they could do the same. Yeah, well, it is it is that. It's that adaptability and equally not um, allowing the the what we consider to be more negative emotions to to dictate the the behavioural response thereafter, as you say, to not not sort of fall into that sort of pity party and and like oh this is terrible, you know, mm. you then you know you dusted yourself down and then pursued this uh, this career and you and you were young, weren't you? You know, you came straight out of college and then and then as as I said at the top of the show, you were then straight live on air delivering the weather yeah yeah it was uh it's interesting to think about especially because i had social anxiety you know and i brought that up Mm. in my quick little intro of my story too because to go from somebody that had social anxiety to somebody that was able to 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 give a forecast that's another thing that i could show people like hey even if you have social anxiety like i was able to do it myself break through it do things like try out for the play, which for me was like something I would never do. And, and through those little experiences and, 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 and really building that confidence in myself, I was able to, to do things that I just could not imagine. And I remember people, even like my father, when I was in college and studying and, and practicing and trying to get that, that, that foundation built to be able to be on TV, he was questioning me. He was saying, you know, are you sure you're going to be able to do this? And I, Though I was acting confident in the moment, you know, I really wasn't sure, but I just kept going forward. And just if you keep moving and you keep acting, you keep growing, small steps will lead to large results. And and that's what occurred. So where did that, you know, so we're talking about this young lad who was a uh, captain at a baseball team that was w- w- was flying on the sort of sport in front. We're, we're going to the parties in, in college and stuff. 
but then there was this social anxiety element. Were they were they sharing the same space, or did the social anxiety come in after the injury? The anxiety was always in me. I just was really good at masking it, and that goes right, right. into one of my favorite principles, which is you know the Jungian persona. And mm. what we do is we put this mask on and we hide what our true feelings or our true nature is, and and. Uh, you know, we, that's what causes a lot of dissociate disorders or, or split personality disorders where, where people mm. just, you know, they can't get a grip of, of, of who they are because they're building this persona that, that they want to show the world and they're losing the other aspect of their self that's now being installed into the unconscious. And that splits that personality into two. And that can make things really difficult to, to work through when you're not only trying to, you know, sail through this life that's already chaotic in the outside world, but now you have two different personalities in the inner world clashing each other. Um, you know, for me, that's what I built was, was two different personalities. And it can, it can provide some strength, especially if you have that ego in, 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 in your grip. I was very confident in myself. I remember for my first interview, I walked out of the newsroom and the director who has been in the business for a while said, I'm, I'm very curious how you have so much confidence at, at this age. And I didn't even know why, you know, I was just kind of going with the flow mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, but uh, what it does do though, is, is when you're truly with yourself or when moments happen that that, that kind of shake your core, um, then you're at a moment where, where you're a little bit confused of who you are and what you're doing and what your purpose is. And when you get mm-hmm. to that point, and that's sort of where I was on TV, I noticed that my ego was too inflated. I wasn't grounded in myself and I had to make this switch. And it was an amazing switch and it takes a lot of time, but I, I knew that I had to make that switch. Um, I don't know where that knowledge comes from, uh, but it was always in me to, to keep seeking a little bit more mm. out in the world. Do you feel that the, the environment that you found yourself in, uh, in, in sort of TV, and I, I sort of loosely touched upon it there in the opening, do you think that the environment itself and the, and the, the volatility of that environment almost inflamed that ego aspect that, that it, it created, um, a part of self that was, um, continuing to generate sort of an internal conflict or friction? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the internal me always, it was always that child that I was like that really good heart. The one that was friends with everybody, the disabled or the, or the most popular or most athletic. Like I was that type of child. Um, but yeah, you know, it really, I, it, it, it's tough to pinpoint. Um, but, but truly the, the, the way that I see it, and it's, like I said, it's really difficult to just get a grip of, of what can occur, but when, when you see others doing something that upsets you, sometimes that's something inside of you that, that you don't like about yourself. And mm. you're, it's almost like this unconscious trigger that triggers you because you're seeing it in someone else. And it's like this inner voice saying, hey, I don't like that about you, but you project it onto someone else. So what I was noticing was I was getting a little bit annoyed with a lot of the personalities behind the scenes. And I wasn't liking their inflated egos or their inflated personalities or their fakeness because they'd be on TV, the cameras would be rolling, la di da di da then the cameras shut down and it was like the mask got taken off. And I was like, whoa, who are these people? Like <laughs> nobody's true. No one's honest. And, and, you know, what I did was, was I guess subconsciously started noticing, you know, that was sort of how I was. And I didn't like mm. that about myself. I started not liking like who I was and where I was. And 
you know, and then the other thing is the truth. Like truth is huge to me. And I was noticing a lot of truth was not going out to the public and they were trusting us with this information. Um, and, and that just did not feel right to me um, because truth is is paramount in this world and we need it and we need to be aiming towards it. And if the truth gets distorted, that's going to distort reality, which makes it even more difficult to, to weather the storms of life. Yeah, well, absolutely. The weather, weathering the storms of life is something that uh, we're, we're all sort of uh, becoming hardened to you know whether it be uh whether it be through choice or or forced upon us but but equally we've got to turn and and face it and confront it sometimes and that that word their truth that level of congruence and genuineness yeah for me is at the very heart of our existence and if we're not true with self then we can't really be true with others um Mm. and that that will create those distortions um well, I mean, Joseph, where do we go with this? Right. Okay. So, um, the goodness, it, it, I know you're a good soul, you know, the conversations that we've had, um, you, you, it resonates through, it resonates through the, uh, the phone or, you know, or when we're on virtual chat and stuff like that. So, mm. um, and you touch on it there, you know, uh, when you were younger, sort of uh, little Joseph, uh, real kind and good heart. Tell me a little bit about where that comes from and, and, and what life was like growing up. I always think about it. You know, it's really tough to pinpoint exactly where because there's some children you see them and it's, you know, because a lot from zero to two is, is, is the foundation of who we are, our program. You know, you, if you know the brain, if you know the unconscious, mm. how the mind works, our programs are built, the, the majority of the foundation between zero and two, you know, we're in that hypnotic state as infants, we're just taking in external stimuli and we're trying to make sense of it. And that's where, again, all those beliefs, those, those grounded b- beliefs, those deep, deep roots that are even under the roots that you're trying to get to when you do inner work, those deep roots um, you know, where do they come from? And, and there's some children, you know, they, they come out and they, and they start playing a sport like soccer and they're just this soccer star. And it's like, oh, they were created from the beginning to be that, you know, is that the truth or were, you know, was the parent always watching soccer, playing soccer, the kid took it up as a child and he just built a, a strong foundation in soccer. And that's why he was a soccer player. Like for me, was that spirit in me to always kind of be that person to help others and, and always, you know, provide that love to, to hopefully uh, show others the, the way towards love or towards peace? Or was it just, was it my mother? You know, that's the only person I could really tie it to is she was such a wonderful, still is a wonderful soul I'm talking about. <laughs> She's listening. I love you. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it like you're, you're not here. But uh, as I say, was, you know, when I was a child, you know, really took care of me, a uh, single mother, always there, um, provided so much love and, and, and comfort. Um, that's the only place I could see where that, that heart came from. You know, I had a, a nice childhood in a sense. And, um, but, but you don't, I, it's really tough to, to think. And I love thinking about deep subjects, you know, which one is it? Is it, is it the, for the, for the soccer example, you know, is it, are you born with it or you kind of grow into it? Yeah. That, that sort of nature nurture debate, I suppose. Mm. And it is, you know, we could fill, fill an entire show, fill, fill 10 shows on it. I think that, <laughs> you know, there's that sense of, and in part, it makes me think about we, you know, for us to be able to connect with others, there must be these sort of innate intrinsic characteristics that we possess, but there must be a lot of this learnt behavior as well that we, we, that we feel love 
to then enable us to give love as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, you know, uh, it, as I say, it's something that we could we could go on uh, for for hours over. Um, <laughs> but you, you, so you, you kind of you go through this this career. Uh, we touched on there in terms of the the baseball and the sort of uh, the the contrast in emotions, the sadness, disappointment, and the tragedy of 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 uh, of, of the broken leg and the injury. But then this motivation and this purpose to follow. Uh, an, another dream, another dream that be, that almost reawakens, and you pursue a career in uh, in in broadcasting the weather and land in an amazing role with with within that uh, television network, and then you start to see actually this this disconnect or disparity between uh, you know honesty or, or congruence and genuineness and and these masks that people are wearing and then I think the point you make I, I think is really important um, and I don't want to gloss over that around how sometimes others actions can mirror uh, some of our behaviors that we mm. dislike mm. now I think what you show is uh, an amazing level of reflective practice, the ability to actually identify that in self. Because I see sometimes I have conversations with people in work, in the hospital, and their the anger or the emotions, the annoyance they feel at others' actions is that, is, is a reflection of what they are projecting sometimes. And it's a difficult concept to be able to connect with that part of self and actually say, wow, you know, this is a bit of me as well. This is a bit of me that I'm disliking. Mm. Um, I tell you a good example, actually. Sorry, I, I tell you a really good example. Of this is in parenting. Sometimes parents can be quite harsh on their children mm-hmm. when their children are actually mirroring the parents' behaviour. Mm. Mm. That's yeah. interesting to think about. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, uh, I had no doubt that I would continually go off track and go in different directions. I'm going to bring us right back and actually say, right, okay. So, you go from the baseball into the weather, into the TV network, and then reach this point where you say, this is not for me. Then there's another period of of real uh, autonomy or or sense of being quite present with mind and decision-making to go back to school. And, and and study psychology as well mm. that must uh, uh i suppose i'm interested again about the uh, the emotions at this point so we touched on the sort of split emotions during the baseball to uh to college years now having left something that you was hopeful of uh what were the emotions when you when you decided to go back to school yeah it was this one was tough this one was, this was true darkness because I really felt like I had it. I, I was, I remember still driving. I was leaving my last final. I handed it in, handed in the test and I drove right to Michigan from Vermont where I was studying. And I remember I was on TV within a week or two and it was so cool. Like it, it wow. seemed like a dream because again, I dreamed of it as a kid and then I was there. And I remember sometimes like when the lights were on and I was about to go live, I, I would just kind of shake my head to say, what? Like, I really, is this really what I'm doing? Um, mm. Kind of pinch yourself in those moments sometimes. But then I, I, what it was, was it was this, I always have this internal, I call it an internal barometer. And I like to use meteorological terms. Um, but I'm starting mm-hmm. to see a, quite a, an easy metaphor to use 
uh, a forecaster of the weather as a forecaster of your internal environment also. And I'm starting to build some correlations with that. But I, I, I noticed like I was going into work and I didn't have that passion anymore. And then I noticed I was waking up and I just wasn't excited to get re- ready. And then I noticed when I was in work that I was just not gelling with people. And there was just this disconnection. Something was going on. Now, I could have lived it and just didn't pay attention to it, kept it out of awareness. Um, who knows what could have happened in the future with that? You know, obviously, I wasn't happy. Something didn't feel right. You know, if you think of energy, it's either energies are going to connect or they're going to kind of like like a magnet kind of push away from yes. each other. And I started yeah. feeling that 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 push away, you know, and it, and it was going further and further between the people and the business. And I was just disassociated with what was going on. And, um, you know, it was dark because I was losing. I thought that was the meaning of life. Like I thought I found my purpose or my meaning and I didn't. And I was back at kind of the ground level. And there was points where I was like, why even try to find something else? Why not just stay here and and be miserable? Um, But who wants to do that? You know, we live this one life. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I didn't get stuck there. Yeah, I was glad that I that I um, looked back and, and saw that I was able to go from business and not really taking studies serious in high school to to a point where I was working as a meteorologist. I knew that I could make any change I wanted to. It was just a point of of real back and forth of of is it worth it? What's the worth? What if I do all this work again and then I'm back at a place where I'm not happy? So that was a lot of darkness and a, and a lot of a lot of questioning and, and, but what, what really helped push me through was, although I'm not religious, I, I started trying to explore cause I felt like there was always more out there to life. You know, what there is, is there, is there, is there something to religion or spirituality? And in that interest, it kind of led me in a really weird twisty direction within a couple months while I was leaving TV. Um, it led me right into psychology. Uh, which is really interesting to think about. But I think there's strong correlations between psychology, spirituality, religion, and philosophy. And I think everyone's mm-hmm. trying to figure out the same thing, you know, how to how to control and order the mind and life in a way that that makes it worth living and makes it, you know, a little bit more beautiful and 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 I guess orderly in a sense. Yeah, well, I think it is. It's that exploration, isn't it? And and I think I agree with you that there's massive overlap between all of those subjects and topics because it's it they provide um, avenues to to explore and and try and understand, um, try and <laughs> what it's all about, what mm-hmm. what it is all about. Um, I was just I was making some notes while while you were speaking there, and and I love that internal barometer. <laughs> I love, do you know what I love? I love the fact that you, um, that you're carrying over, uh, uh, you know, a significant part of your life, which was, which was the weather and, and that, that journey, that part of the journey still now, because I think that sometimes when we've been through, um, a difficult experience, some people try and block that out, but through any adversity or any discomfort, there's always opportunity for growth. And actually, you know, you you went you studied you know you you started studied atmospheric uh, science and media. Uh, I was just looking back through my notes there, uh, and then uh, and obviously uh, then pursued that career. But it wasn't the actual career itself; it was the people or the uh, the, the the environment, the culture mm-hmm. that, that sort of um, 
caused the issue, if you like. Um, and so therefore, you know, you're not extinguishing that dream. You said when you was a child, you would dream about presenting the weather. You would, you would, you would play skits and, and small, uh, performances with your brother. Um, and so the fact that it's still, or it's beginning to become a part of your practice now, I think is a really lovely and beautiful thing to hear. And I think it, it makes it, um, immensely genuine, doesn't it? It does. It does. And it, and it provides yet another example where people can see this example and say, you know why? It's okay to let go sometimes, you know, and when you let go, don't just forget about it. Like take what yeah. you learned, take the lessons, the hardships, but also take the strengths that you have. And if you look at what I'm doing now and compare it to, to the, to the meteorology or the weather. So I used to create graphics for the forecast. Now I'm creating these graphics or this content for the, um, for my own book and, and for the content on my Instagram. I'm also doing the podcast, which is a broadcasting platform. You know, the same thing mm. as, as what the news is, is it's a way to broadcast. Um, I'm using a lot of, a, a lot of my old ways, my old strengths, my old patterns and habits and, and applying it in a new way now. Um, which I think is, is, is what people should strive to do in life. You know, I could mm. look back at my life and I could say, you know, if I stayed studying business and playing baseball and that was just my life, then I wouldn't have all this other experience to talk about. And even though there's hardships within some of these other times, there's also these strengths and these, this way to grow and, 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 and continue to, to create and move forward. And I think it's really beautiful if you're able to do that with your life, to take something, let, let it go, but take what you need and bring it forward into something new. Um, I think that's, that's a beautiful sight to see. It really is. It really is. And I think that it breaks the, the, the dichotomy that people often apply to, to, to past events that have caused an element of pain. People will mm. see that if they revisit it, it's all going to be too much and overwhelming, but actually what you've shown and you continue to show and actually part of your purpose is, 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 is to share and show others what, what can be achieved, um, that you, you are revisiting moments of your past, those, those three sort of pinnacle points, um, and, and, are um, not not dissecting them, but you're pulling apart that you're you're segregating. Actually, yes, there were difficulties there that that were hard, but equally, there's also a lot of goodness and knowledge that can carry over. And that transient process, I think, is um, is really admirable. And, and and again, it shows more great strength and 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 internal sort of characteristics that you possess and make you good at what you do Joseph you know mm. whatever you uh, turn your hand to and I'm just pleased it is in the world of sort of coaching psychology because you, you have so much to offer um in 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 true style I I am getting lost in the conversation and and we must uh, we must play your first song choice because actually this is a song uh, I, I said to you, didn't I, when we spoke before, that it's not, it's a song that I hadn't heard before. And <laughs> wow, um, I was blown away by it. And um, you won't know this, Joseph, but actually I'll, I'll let you into a little secret. So I was on uh, one of my other, my fellow presenters, uh, Patrick Shering, has a show on a Friday evening and I was invited on as a guest uh, last week. And uh, I had to pick some song choices and this was one of them because uh, I 
I just loved it and I've not stopped playing it. It's been added to a playlist of mine on my phone and I actually played it um, as uh, when I was a guest on on uh, on Patrick's show on Friday night. So um, we're going to take a short break. This is my guest Joseph from Humble You Media's first song choice. Stick with us here on the Happiness Algorithm here on Phoenix FM. My pain Washed out in the rain And broken glass Saw the blood run from my veins But you saw no fall No cracks in my heart And you knelt beside My hope torn apart But the ghosts that we knew Will flicker from view And will live a long life So give me hope in the darkness That I will see the light Cause oh, they gave me such a fright But I will hold as long as you like Just promise me we'll be alright
black and all blue, but we'll live a long life. And the ghosts that we knew will flicker from view, and we'll live a long. Phoenix FM. Ah, oh, what a song. Welcome back to the Happiness Algorithm with me, James Roast. Uh, my special guest today is Joseph from Humble You Media, and that was his first song choice. That was, of course, Mumford and Sons, Ghosts That We Knew. Joseph, what a song, eh? Mm. Mm, I'm, I was over here. I started laughing when you introed back in. I, I'm over here singing. I'm dancing. And I love like we'll talk about it probably about like energy, but what it does, you know, mm. songs, music for certain people. I think everybody, but at least certain people like myself, the one song could just shift you. So I was up, yeah. I was singing, I was dancing, uh, having a good time. But 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 real quickly to 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 really tie things together with that song we were talking about my past and those past ghosts. And there's two lines of this song that really speak to me. The one is um, give me hope in the darkness that I will see the light. And I was talking about that darkness that I was in where I was just so confused and lost. And I thought I found the purpose of my life and, and I, and I had to make that change. So, you know, I did find the light and it's, it's like a, you know, your soul's always looking for, for that light. And, and and to always look for it is is so tremendously helpful in those dark mm. moments because you can get stuck in the darkness and that can create you know a real chaos in your life. And then the second line is um, the ghost that we knew will make us black and all blue, but we'll live a long life. Um, and then that goes you know into those past moments or those past experiences, past traumas, um, the shadow work, really taking on those inner feelings and being able to accept it. And if you could do that, you'll start to really build towards a place of self-love or self-respect and and um, you know really really you could look at those past moments as black and blues or scars, but you'll be able to look forward instead of getting stuck on them. So yeah, a beautiful song altogether. Uh, incredible and and you know we said that, that lyrically as well um to to string that together and and to for it to pack such a punch is 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 uh well it, you know it's a work of art mm. and you and you touch on something there and and if we may um you know you you say uh, the shadow work uh and and visiting some of that those scars those black and uh, blue aspects of the past tell us a, or share a little bit more about that um and what you mean by that and and why it's an important part of our uh, our sort of organic progress and development. Mm. This is a, a very important point for at least the, the the mind. You know, we're mind and body. And for the mind, the mind's both conscious and unconscious. And, you know, consciousness is everything that's in awareness. And the unconscious is everything that kind of comes up. The unconscious displays symbols and dreams. And mm. what happens is, is if we start to live a life of pleasing others, if we start to live a life outside of ourselves, what we do is we build that persona that I was talking about. And what that persona does is now builds this personality that only certain things are going to fit, certain thoughts, certain beliefs, certain emotions are going to fit. And if it doesn't fit that persona that you wish to be, then you suppress it inside of you. 
And you know how suppressed thoughts or emotions, how they act. You know, they don't just go away. Uh, they get right. recorded by our unconscious. And it keeps recording it and it keeps recording it. And what happens is, is those triggers start to show their faces. And sometimes we're not, we don't have that, that eye towards it because we have the mask on. We're not connected to the wholeness that we are. And what it does is it causes us to kind of feel in a sense that, that, you know, it, it, it's kind of shaping and moving us. It, it could scare us. It can cause those judgments, like I said, uh, projections onto other people. And, and if we're not conscious of our unconscious, um, if we're not doing that shadow work and really looking inside of ourselves and seeing what we're suppressing and what we're not allowing to come into consciousness, then we're going to live a life of confusion because we're never going to notice what keeps causing our, our issues or our negative thoughts or, or feeling, you know, depressed or stressed. Um, and it's so important to, to keep your focus within and it's good to live, you know, outside of you and, and enjoy the beautiful world and, and the physical and the materials that are out there. But if you lose sense of that inner world, um, then a lot of, of, of things that occur in life are just not going to make sense because that focus or that awareness um, isn't there. Yeah, it is so true. And, and the clients that you're working with, um, do you find that sometimes there's a hesitancy or there's a fear to, to, to start exploring some of that shadow self? Yeah, I think that's I think that's the problem with modern man is that we all have these these personalities and these egos that get so attached to this physical world, and it's so easy to be because there's so many technologies that we've uh, witnessed. There's so many different comforts out there and stimulations out there. It's so easy to get attached to this world, um, and it's really tough to even want to explore that that other world, that inner world. It's like, hey, I'm comfortable. I have this, 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 and this keeping me comfortable. Um, why even explore it? But what I like to say is, is yeah, maybe right this second, right now in this present moment, it's not influencing you. But in five minutes, you may have this mood that just takes you on a journey and, and changes your whole state of mind. And you're thinking that it's just a normal occurrence and you're not really focused in that it's, it's something that you haven't really looked at, something that, that's unconscious that you haven't integrated into your system um, and, and, and allowed it to kind of release out of you. Um, but, mm -hmm. but what I've noticed, especially with clients is it's really not about the approach. You know, I can have all of the information necessary. I could be some grand wizard. But if somebody doesn't trust me, then they're not going to explain and talk about things. They're not going to be, they, they, they're not going to feel like they can open up and they can allow things to come out. They're going to, they're going to put that mask on if they feel mm -hmm. like they're being judged, especially. So I have to, as a coach, number one, make sure that there's a, there's a trust, there's a connection. There's a space that I allow the client to feel safe and feel like I'm not judging them. You know, I'm there with them and I'm not pulling them along as in the leader or the savior. I'm walking beside them, you know, back and forth, almost like a guide. Mm. So t tell me a little bit more about trust then and, and, and why it's so important. Mm. Well, if you could trust yourself, then you could start trusting the unknown. And if you start trusting the unknown, then you'll be able to trust those, you know, unknown thoughts that are arising or those unknown emotions that are arising or those unknown judgments that you're projecting onto others uh, that we were talking about earlier. Um, mm. and, and trusting yourself is, is so key to this whole formula, because if you can be, begin to trust yourself, 
what you start to do is you start building more self-esteem or self-confidence. And when you have more self-confidence, you're able to walk more in your path and you're not trying to hold up this mask or persona to be accepted. You know, you could trust yourself. You're not dependent on anyone outside of you. You're depending on yourself. And that just Mm. keeps things internal. And then through that, you know, when you start to trust yourself, or at least to begin to trust yourself, you have to build new orders into your life, you know, build a new self-discipline. You can call it your yoga or your spirituality or your your wellness, you know. Mm. And then through that formula, you know, taking on your fears, building self-esteem, trusting yourself, and then having that, that discipline, you know, whatever your spirituality, your yoga, your wellness is, um, then I think you start to see the truth or at least truths that'll guide you along your way. Hmm. That's amazing, Joseph. I, you know, it, it, I think there's some real, there's some key sort of words and phrases you're using in there, that sort of discipline and that trust in self and 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 managing or regulating that fear and going inwards and yeah you know listening to that and and seeing and understanding and recognizing connecting with that fact that you know if we are going inwards if we move away from well let me let me uh let me sort of you know reiterate some of the bits that you said around um the sort of physical world. So it's, Mm. it's easy to get attached to that physical world. Um, and, and not go inwards, not, not explore that, that inner space that we, that that is so important to us, um, because of the comforts that the physical world offers. And interesting, Mm. I've not ever thought about it like that. Um, and it is, we, we're, we're creatures that are pre-programmed to, to move towards, uh, move away from pain and discomfort and move towards comfort Mm -hmm. and so with when the physical world offers it in such abundance though those comforts we we're going to be we're going to be okay with where we're at but essentially all of those blind spots or those the the shadow parts of the self that that do lie on on the uh the inner world we're going to keep missing and and inevitably you know when we do go inwards it is going to provoke an element of pain and discomfort but then we have to manage that fear and through sort of managing the fear or breaking through that fear and exploring that in a world then we manifest or we cultivate a greater level of trust Mm. in self Mm -hmm. am am i there am i in the right ballpark i like it yeah 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 (laughs) and then through that you know that trust in self and walking that that, that way of, of fearlessness and confidence and discipline, and that builds love and respect for you, you start to see some truths, you know, universal truths, mm-hmm. or even mm-hmm. truths about you, or your life, maybe some of inner truths that you haven't seen before. And then truths as in, you know, things are starting to maybe reveal themselves in the universe, trying to guide you towards something. Um, and I think it really comes down to dependency. I think that's the core issue here. It's like if you're depending on someone else as a child is to the mother, it's good when Mm -hmm. you're young because you have to be dependent on someone to take care of you, to provide you, to show you the way. But there has to be a point where you take that dependency, we'll call it independency, and you take it into your own hands. And, and, And that's really the key here is if you're depending on someone outside of you to provide things, then you're not really trusting yourself to do the work. 
Now, if you start to trust yourself to do the work, then you don't need to look so much outside of you. You can look within you. And then when you look within you, you start to accept you. If you can accept you in your darkness, that means you're going to accept others in their darkness. If you start to build self-discipline, you know, and, and really build yourself towards a healthy place, not only are you making you better, but you're making us better as a society, as a whole, because although we're all individuals, we're all connected in the same source as a wave is to the ocean. Oh, wow. That is a, <laughs> that is a beautiful line right well, there. I, I, That last line I'll, I'll say was, was from Alan Watts um, with the waves oh. in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, you know, that's lovely. the analogy. Well, it is. And you know what? Again, the acceptance of um, of our darkness, that mm. I think is is powerful as well because sometimes it worries me that we live in a society that is projecting a perfection Mm -hmm. uh, or f perfectionism, uh, whether it be through social media or other media outlets, in 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 a way that says, you know, we can't we can't experience vulnerability, we can't experience fragility. We've got to be a league, you know. We've got to be, you know, top of our game all of the time, uh, it, it financially, uh, visually, emotionally from a work perspective, family perspective, and so on and so forth, relationship perspective. But then actually, you know, the the, the beauty of being a human being is that we're imperfect creatures. Yes. And so there's something about what you said there with that accepting our darkness mm. enables, again, goes back to, you know, those key bits around discipline, trust, truths, um, build uh, dependency, building in behaviors. And it, it brought to mind uh, an old theory and I cannot for the life of me think uh, who it is, but, but the importance is that, you know, as we go through these cycles, we talk about um, in, you know, through infancy and, and childhood, a level of dependency as you, as you touched on there. And then there's this sort of this middle ground, which is relevant dependency that we're not at a stage of, of, of full independence, but, you know, we would see this maybe during the, you know, theoretically speaking, during the adolescent years, and then we move into adulthood and reach independence. But as a society often, uh, and the world in which we live, I think that we're stunting that opportunity to mm. move into full independence. And I think the key or the trick is what you're saying. We can only really hit true independence when we start to uh, when we start to visit some of those darker corners um, and and really begin to trust in self again, then we're maximizing or giving ourselves the best opportunity to connect with this independent state. Hmm. And one one key point that I want to bring up is is a lot of people talk self love. It's like oh yeah, self love, self love. But what I like to say is. Self-love's great. Self-care is part of self-love, but that's not all-encompassing of self-love, you know? Mm -hmm. And with life, you have to take the dualistic aspect of life. You have to take life as wholeness. Something you were saying earlier is people get, you know, caught up in the one-sidedness of, of life and they're not seeing the big picture. And with this, it's the same thing. You have to take in, you know, the full picture of it. And and what you have to see is both sides. You have to see the 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 good and the bad in a sense. Um, and it's, mm. it's really difficult, uh, if, if you see life as one sided to, to be able to see the other side of things. Um, and I yeah. really think it's, it's, it's just so important for the individual to be able to holistically live their life in a sense of, of, of taking in the, the light and the darknesses, um, and integrating them and, and not getting too 
focused in on these on these specifics um, with self love though. So self care I was talking about is one end. The other aspect is also self discipline or respect in the sense of the analogy I like to use is a mother with a child. If the mother's watching the child with something that's going to hurt them and the mother takes it away, what happens in this situation is the child is going to cry. They're, in their reality, in their awareness, they think the mother did something wrong. You know, they were, mm-hmm. But what happened was the mother saw that that's going to hurt the child. And instead of worrying about how it's going to make them feel she went towards what the truth is, is, hey, this child could fall and this could hurt them. This could, this could injure them. I'm going to remove this so, so they're going to be a little bit safer. There's going to be a little bit more um, order uh, than, than be trusting the, the unknown and the chaos. Um, and I think that's a great example to think about you and how you should treat yourself is, is how a mother treats a child. You know, if the child does something wrong, they don't encourage it. Uh, they punish the child so they can learn a lesson. And I think we should start to realize that we need to sort of do that with ourselves. You know, if there's a moment where we need to take something out of our life because it's limiting us or it's going to hurt us in the future, you know, we got to make those, those, we got to let go of some things. We got to let go of some people, um, some places. And then the same thing with, with that discipline, you know, like with myself, if I notice I'm starting to eat a little bit off or I'm not exercising as much, I'll, I'll put myself through a little bit of a punishment and I'll say, all right, I didn't bike. I didn't exercise for the past week. Uh, it's time for a two hour, three hour bike ride at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> and then I'll put myself through the ringer. And then the next couple of days, you know, I notice that I'm back onto my, my game. So I think that's a, that's, that, that's what true self love is because if you're just trying to take care of yourself, it's almost like putting a bandaid on, you're not getting to the roots. Mm. So something, there's, there's something about, um, connecting or finding the the inner parent that that you know that provides love and care and comfort uh on occasion but equally mm. um a little bit of well this phrase keeps coming up but a little bit of discipline as well but that discipline is not about you know it's still coming from a position of love and care so you say there if your activity levels drop or food increases as well it's you know that is obviously all comfort but what the child does is sees what they're doing as enjoyable but what they don't understand is the perception of the potential danger that it it carries as well so Mm. the parent's steps in and takes that i love that i actually love that a lot something around finding that inner parent because i think sometimes again when we look at uh particular theories they see the parent and they begin to the parent uh, region of the brain if you like and it becomes uh recategorized as the critical parent the voice that is always um that is always sort of the uh the the, the the destroyer of fun if you like i'll let you into a secret that's what my uh that's what my eldest kids they call me doff uh the destroyer <laughs> of fun uh i'm not taking that title i'm definitely not <laughs> what are but, we missing uh, it's the happiness algorithm and the destroyer of fun <laughs> yeah i know there's this conflict. speaking of polarity <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm definitely the fun dad, but uh, yeah, yeah. Probably when I'm saying you've got to come off your computer and do your homework, that's when I'm the destroyer of fun. Um, but, um, but that's the truth. So, you have to be. Yeah. 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 Well, it's the same. It fits the metaphor, don't it? It fits the metaphor. I could leave, I could leave them gaming and doing all sorts until, 
until the cows come home and you know and not get their homework done but essentially it's coming from a position of care you know if you get your mm. homework done you know it's all about balance that's what i'm telling myself anyway mm. i don't think they're going to have it um but uh yeah so i love that me- metaphor i love the fact that we've got to find that that parent inside of us that nurtures and at times uh does discipline us but but for the right reasons again it's coming from self-care um going forward yeah yeah i would say more self-love um the self-love self- yes yeah self-love yeah Self-care, again, is that, that like, uh, you know, I do spa days with myself in a sense where I'll put a candle on, like, I'll really relax, I'll have the nice music on and just set the tone in a sense. Um, Other things, cold shower therapy is a good self-care, taking walks, meditating, breathing exercises. There's a lot with self-care that you can can handle. But then self-love, I think, encompasses both the care and then that discipline. Um, And and that's that holistic aspect of, of looking at life. Yeah, I'm just busy scribbling this down. The distinction between the two, because I, I think that's a very, very important point to make. The self-care is the gestures that we're making to self, the yoga, the cold showers, the the walks, eating well, etc. Then that level up or level beneath whatever way we want to look at it, that, mm. that self-love is the depth at which we're really connecting um, and nourishing ourselves for in the right way. Yeah. Um, and, and it's tough sometimes, you know, being that parent, because a lot of parents, what happens is they don't want to hurt the child's feelings. So then they don't, they don't step in and provide the discipline. And then what happens is the child doesn't have that discipline growing up, um, you know, and without discipline, it's really, it's really easy to, to become dependent on others. It's really easy to begin to not trust the unknown and not trust yourself and live in fear and worry. And when you, when you come from a place of fear and worry, uh, it's really difficult to move forward in life. It really is. Mm. It surely is. Uh, Joseph, the show is flying. Um, <laughs> right. I think let's go to your, uh, let's go to your second song choice. And this is a real uh-huh. gear change. And, um, <laughs> and I, well, I, I'm going to make a prediction. And if, if you're not smiling, um, after you hear this song, then, uh, then I don't know what's wrong with you. Cause this is another, uh, excellent choice by my guest today, Joseph from humble you media. You're listening to the happiness algorithm here on Phoenix FM. Stick with us. We'll be back after this break. And every time it rains, it rains. And it's from heaven. Don't you know each cloud contains banners from heaven? You'll find your fortune falling all over town. Be sure that your umbrella is up, 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 upside down and trade them for a package of sunshine and ravioli. Macaroni! If you want the thing you love, you must have a pizza, holy baby. And when you hear thunder, don't run under a tree It'll be pennies from heaven For you and me Now come over here boy, Sam And every time it rains, it rains And don't you know it's crocodiles Every time it rains, it rains and don't you know it's crocodiles you find your fortune falling All over town, all over town, all over town Be sure that your umbrella Is upside down and we live up Oh, 
you'll find your fortune falling all over town. Yes, pennies from heaven. Pennies from heaven. Phoenix FM. Welcome back to the Happiness Algorithm with me, James Roast. And that was Louis Prima, Pennies from Heaven. And that was my uh, guest, Joseph from Humble You Media's second song choice. Uh, and I did I did, uh, did say it would, it would bring a smile to your face. Uh, what a lovely song there, Joseph. Yeah, we switched things up. You know, anyone listening, they're like, geez, this guy's dark, you know, the ghost that we knew. We've been talking about the unconscious and all this darkness. And then it's like, oh, there's the fun. There's the energy he was talking about. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you know it's it, it's uh, not only do I love that song, but it comes from one of my favorite. Well, it not comes from one of my favorite movies. It's on one of my favorite movies as well. It comes from Elf. Uh, <laughs> it's on the film Elf, and I love the film Elf. And it's getting to that time of year when uh, I'll be, you know, I'm I'm chomping at the bit ready. I wait till Halloween's past, then I can then watch Elf. Yeah, that movie's that movie's. If you haven't seen that movie, that is one of the that's one of the classics. That's that's up there yeah. with Christmas Vacation. Yeah, um, you know yeah, Christmas yeah. Story. I really love Elf. Uh, Will Ferrell did yeah. a great job in that role. He did. He did. He did indeed. Uh, so, Joseph, we uh, we we have spoke about uh, early life and and those really the, 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 those sort of points uh, in in sort of your development through through a sporting career that was that was cruelly snatched away from you through injury but then you know turning that adversity into opportunity and pursuing a career in uh broadcasting the weather um and then making a real real big decision um in your early adult life to leave uh this career and and, and a dream of yours um uh and move into psychology and coaching. Um, and obviously it's a, it's a better world for that. Um, so it, I, I really want to sort of dig into sort of humble you media more now and, uh, and understand, or, you know, allow the, the, the listeners to hear about the content that you're providing, your passion behind it. Um, and, and what really interests you, those, those theories and those topics, what are you currently sort of chomping through and biting onto at the minute? Yeah, for me, I think it's really, um, I have a, a huge passion again in helping people, but I'm at a point now where I, I, I feel like the modern ego is, is, is really, really far detached from the unconscious or the unknown. Um, and when we've kind of lost, we've lost that sense of self and we've become very egotistical, very comforted and, and very sensitive in a sense and dependent. Um, it's been a very physical outward society lately. And what my mission is now is to, to get people to, to look at their self serious, look within, reconnect through breathing or meditation and start to, to live a, a, a new life of self-dependency, um, a new life of, of instead of needing, you know, government or, or businesses or all these other things to provide our needs, you know, we can provide some of our own needs ourselves, and and instead of looking for external stimulations to keep us happy, especially like prescription drugs, you know, really trying to get people to take back their own inner power, um, because I really do truly believe that if someone takes themselves serious and starts to build in these new patterns, um, that it'll reprogram 
their mental or their psyche. And then that'll make life a lot more clear, a lot more ordered and make a lot more sense. So that's the driving factor behind everything. Um, Mm -hmm. And then what I do is, is I provide a few different platforms or sources for people to, or services for people to, to explore their self. They could look through my content. Like you said, I provide a lot of content. I love providing the free content. You know, for me, that's not only am I exploring these topics and able to show people how I feel about it, but I'm, I'm also learning myself, you know, going through some of these, um, some of these writings, you know, going through some of my client notes, really trying to put things together. Um, and then another thing is the, is the podcast is really great because I get to talk to people, hear their stories, and then confirm a lot of the stuff that I've been through, um, through them. You know, I don't meet these people until we do the podcast and then they're saying the same things that I've been through. And it's like, oh, mm. you know, there, here's some certain patterns that I'm starting to notice. So I'm learning from that, but also, you know, providing the content for people to have in that platform. And then I have the personal coaching, um, which is, which is great because, um, I really give myself to the client. I've really tried to build that space so they can feel comfortable to talk with me. They could trust me. Um, they can call me at any time if they need me, but I don't want them to rely on me. You know, I just need, I like to be there as that, as that safety net in a sense, because life is very, very chaotic and there's only so much that we can control. And then lastly is this new service that I'm going to be providing. It's going to be called Humble You Live. And what it'll be is, is different events. Like the first event, I'm going to have five speakers talk for 10 minutes about a specific topic. I'll have a musician, I'll have a magician, and I'll have a comedian. And we'll do a, a free live show uh, for everybody online, especially with coronavirus. It's getting a little bit cold out. <laughs> People back inside. Yeah. Um, I figured this would be a perfect time to to do an event um, service like that. Um, and then also I'll provide in-person events for over here in the States uh, where businesses or schools or camps or whatever it is um, can hire me out or at least humble you out to, to provide some kind of experience, you know, where you're learning, but you're also having a little bit of fun. Mm. Well, it is that, isn't it? It's the, it's the constant state of learning that I think um, for many becomes a challenge that, uh, you know, we have to appreciate the fact that, that, that the, our natural evolution of self is, is a constant state of learning and um, we're, we're not a fixed state you know, we, we at top of the show, that sort of neuroplasticity and the areas that you've explored before around that ability to change, uh, the infrastructure or change, uh, the, the, the stories that, that are written through, through early years, um, and the sort of innate beliefs that we have that can shape our behaviors in our current existence. And so if we're always offering that inquisitive, or we always maintain that inquisitive mind, it enables us to to serve ourselves exceptionally well um and on on the subjects of the live shows as well because i'm fascinated to know more about these because um i know we we'd spoken off air about this but yeah the 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 eclectic mix of speakers as well so tell us more about the magician a comedian and and <laughs> why there's that importance of bringing this this mix of uh, of people together well, I, I wanted to start this service because I wanted to also provide programs and workshops and other, uh, you know, kind of encompass everything into a place where people can 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 really, you know, explore without doing, you know, explore in a group, but without having that 
you know, personal coach, coaching sometimes is a little bit expensive, but with this, it provides different events, different ways to, to, to really, I guess, become excited again to learn or, or to explore, um, or, or to, in a sense, make it mainstream because a lot of this work, it takes, you know, a, a negative aspect of life to get you at a point to want to explore more about who you are or try to grow into something else. Um, and what I'm trying to do is get people, um, in to, to see there is, such a positive aspect of just listening or being in a group um, and and talking about life or being vulnerable or hearing about mm-hmm. different topics that you never heard about. And mm-hmm. uh, it just came to an idea that if I brought people together to share their art, as in musicians and magicians, comedians, maybe artists or different performers, and then also having speakers discuss you know topics that they've either explored or researched or have knowledge about, um, in a group setting, it just, it helps bring people together and it helps push us forward into a healthier place as a society. Because the way that I'm seeing society now, it's, it's, it's really, it's growing apart, especially with, you know, the, the, the coronavirus it's, it's growing apart mm-hmm. and we need to stay, um, you know, together and, and really root each other on and, and, and grow together, um, in this, in this chaotic world that we live in. Yeah. Amen to that. I, I think, um, you know, I can't help but feel that, uh, you know, something you touched on earlier, that that working on self then then affects society and cultures as well. And, and it's an important aspect that we don't lose ourselves to systems. Um, you know, we, we can see sort of political systems often manipulate or working systems or family systems. And so that that need to kind of go inward, trust in self. Uh, cultivate a level of of um discipline which then then creates that dependency uh of, of self and and mm. independent self um and then affects other and and lovely to hear how you've found talking to clients and others in various communities there's there's a lot of alignment there's a lot of similarities there's that connection on on such a human level that you know the one certainty in life is is it's uncertainty is it's unpredictability and you know i suppose the other aspects of the certainty in life is that it's there's going to be hard points there's going to be really really challenging and difficult periods that each and every one of us uh go through uh, but going back to those the, the earlier part of the conversation around um and let me let me find that what i wrote down there accepting the darkness you know mm. accepting the darkness and accommodating and embracing it somehow to enable us to move forward um i i i think that um and i i know and i feel that you know the the platform that you have created and continue to um infuse with such invaluable content and knowledge is 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 truly amazing um so let's let's share the the web address and the social media handles joseph so people can start getting on and following and access some of that content Definitely. Um, so it's, uh, I'm only on Instagram. Uh, that's going to be humble, the letter U media. So humble, the letter U media, um, on Instagram. And then the website is humble, Um, and th- that's the only two locations right now that I'm available and you'll find all the information's on, on both the site and, and on Instagram. I have everything, um, uploaded and on the both podcasts. 
Oh, and the podcast. Yeah, the podcasts are also, uh, it's the Humble You podcast. <laughs> and and I have so many things going on. I sometimes forget about the podcast, but I love the podcast. So it's the Humble You podcast. Um, it's a podcast, again, about people's stories and what they've learned and the insights that they've grown into um, on their experience mm-hmm. through life. And it's streaming on Apple, on Google, on Spotify. And then I also release uh, video clips and the full episode on Instagram, which is great. So if, if you have an Instagram, that's the place to, to connect. And I have a lot of free material. And real quickly, what I would do want to say, it just came up and I, and I wanted to say it real quickly um, on the, the fact that we're all individuals and, and, and really what life's about is creating and exploring. And if you know who you are and you start to find your passions and your drives, you'll be able to start creating things that other people aren't creating because you're not looking at another, you're looking at you. And from that unknown, you're creating this beautiful manifestation that others can also enjoy. And I think that's really what helps society move forward together um, is, is being different in the sense of the one and that pushes us and, and, and guides society towards, you know, a, a beautiful place. Oh yeah. Well, we're not we're not made to be carbon copies, are we? And and mm-hmm. I think, you know, uh, well, we're we going back to that fear element again. I think again, sometimes people uh, struggle to to embrace the the full independent self because there's a fear of judgment or a fear of rejection. So it's mm-hmm. easier just to kind of fit in, but that doesn't necessarily make us happy. And that, I suppose that's a, that, that we can go back and understand that from, from the, the, when you were on, on the television network is that you, you spoke so well about it earlier in the show that, you know, you were beginning to exhibit some of these, uh, behaviors and traits that that you disliked, um, mm. and and that split and that connects causes uh, huge levels of discomfort. So, yeah, yeah. So be unique, be ourselves, and then we give ourselves the best opportunity to be uh, creative mm. and understand who we are. Mm. But be curious and explore that mm-hmm. to reach where we it. need to. <laughs> uh joseph uh we are oh my goodness we're uh so close uh to the end of the show sadly um uh obviously we'll we'll be here till three o'clock uh, on the happiness algorithm but as always i promise less chat and much more uh much more music in the final part of the show before ian lee drives us uh, yeah i say this every week ian lee drives us ian lee joins us for the drive time show i should say um but before uh, you leave Joseph share what your this is very cliched but uh, but mm-hmm. please take it with uh, what I, the, the sort of the less with more depth to it uh, what are the sort of top tips what can people be doing from now what can they be considering and exploring um, yeah after this show really I think to sum everything up, it's really about that, that the unknown and and being able to trust yourself so you can start to trust the unknown and then gaining information from that unknown and and being aware of it so you can become whole in that sense. And and instead of striving for perfection, you're going to strive towards wholeness. And the more that you can take on, you know, the, the unknown and trust yourself, the more the truths will begin to reveal themselves. Life will make more sense. You'll be able to accept others. Your heart will be more open. You'll be more present and in the moment. And I think that's what will help guide forward us all 
as a society into a new age, a better age, a quote unquote new enlightenment. Um, and we'll see if we can get there in our lifetime. But um, that's the hope. I think it's really just about trusting that unknown and, and starting to, to look at yourself and take on the darknesses. Um, and I really, really appreciate everything that we've talked about in this conversation. And it was a pleasure for you to, to have me on this, in this program. And, and I love what you're doing, you know, just what you're doing in, in general, you, you have your podcast that you're allowing others to speak their story. Um, and I love the name, the happiness algorithm. Um, there is quite a unique algorithm to your podcast. I love the song choices and, and I really thought it was a great experience overall. So I do thank you and I appreciate everything you do. Well, Joseph, you are always welcome here on the happiness algorithm. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure everybody would agree with that. Um, it's, uh, the, you know, the pleasure has been all mine in, in respect of this conversation. You know, as said before, we've, we've, we've spoken uh, off air and, and actually uh, we said that, you know, we knew this was going to be a good show and it, and it certainly has lived up to that. I, I think for me, it, you know, every, every, uh, every part of or every line is, you know, um, I'm writing down, I'm thinking, wow, this, yeah, you know, this is incredible. You know, um, if I may, I'm going to share what I will take from today's show and conversation um from the very beginning you know we, we you know you're mentioning things like the internal barometer and that 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 sense of knowing that sense of understanding of that internal world that that internal sort of weather system uh, the emotional content i think is is crucial and we can all connect and visualize what that internal barometer would would be like and i love the fact that you're carrying it over from a period in your past um the the life is is so easy to get attached to the physical world the physical world that offers so much comfort and and because of the current climate we are reliant or no, let's use the word that, that has laced throughout the show, that has mm. been laced throughout the show, and that is dependent. We have mm. become almost dependent on the comforts that we can get or gain or um, achieve. No, achieve. I'm going to retract that. Definitely not achieve. Uh, that we take from the physical world. Um, and actually, we want to almost surrender some of those comforts mm. to face some of the fears that we that may be provoked to connect with that internal world and 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 don't be too put off by it there is something around uh finding the inner parent wow i nearly almost forgot that bit as well yeah so that oh, yeah. kindness that containment but there's an element of discipline in there as well but discipline that comes from a place of goodness uh that is about trusting in self, finding the truths within self, uh, and and then that enables us to connect with the world, um, build in new behaviours uh, that that come into that self care aspect. Um, we've mentioned there sort of dependency, the distinction between self care and self love. Um, the the headline statement for me is accept your darkness. Um, and I mean, even as we're coming to a close there, like, you know, each and every one of us should be striving for wholeness um, and, and moving towards the unknown and trusting in self uh, and trusting in the unknown as well. And I know there will be as a, you know, a, 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 
there will be loads that I've missed out there. But Joseph, man, that's uh, there's some incredible stuff there. That's why I was saying to people, people have got to get on to humble you media, right? That's just in the conversation Joseph and I have had. And believe me when I say he does share so much more as well. So that's just if I've no doubt has wet your appetite. Um, get on and, and and follow Joseph and and you know look at some of your content as well because it's it's incredible. It's an incredible resource. Hmm. I, I thank you for that. It was a really great um, summary. But I do want to say that it's possible for anybody to be in the same space I am because you know I just kind of just did my own personal work. I didn't do. I'm I'm nobody special. You know I really don't want it to be about me. I really want everyone to know you know, as like almost like a self-sacrifice, like, Hey, I could do this. You could also do it too. I really want people to, to take back their power. Um, but yeah, no, I really, I really did appreciate that James. Uh, Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. And, and no pun intended, uh, but because I think that, you know, I expected the answer to be that because you are very (laughs) humble, you are very humble. And, you know, um, I think that's what, connects with so many people and it certainly connected with me when we first started talking that you know your 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 journey is one that people understand can relate to can can align some of their own experiences and and I think that you know each and every one of us deserve well it's the it's the congruence it's the truths again it goes back to who we are and if we're comfortable in who we are in in the sense that we're we're that constant state of that working model if you like we're we're always refining um then it's it's about us you know people have heard me say it on the show before the importance of healthy selfishness you know it's never mm. actions at the expense of others but essentially it is about you know prioritizing self and understanding what i need what's going to nurture and nourish me um uh, joseph uh, amazing well we will do this again i have no doubt um and uh yeah it's just been great it's it's been great so i wish you all the the health and happiness for the future um as i said earlier we are here till three o'clock uh here on phoenix fm uh, you're listening to me james roast on the happiness algorithm uh, i bid my special guest today farewell it is joseph from humble you media um but what a great conversation uh stick with us here on phoenix fm daisies swaying free in the breeze the birds and the trees are singing Along with me, I'm just looking for happy sunrise lights my smiley face clock sliding in my socks. I pour my first cup of tea. I'm just looking for happy. Happy. 
hearts as the rain taps so tepidly. I'm just looking for happy. Toes in the sand, your head on my shoulder, drinking the moment the sun falls into the sea. I'm just looking for happy. Yeah, I'm just looking for happy.